Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. 
Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome to It's Still Real to Me. We're doing a reaction show to Survivor Series War Games from last night. Obviously part of Zaslow Show 2.0. However, you're listening to us. Appreciate that. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you subscribe. You do all that good stuff. It's for the algorithm. All right. I don't know how the algorithm works, but you do all that stuff. And the algorithm uh, allows me to make all the monies. Uh, Jonathan Zaslow, Joey Levy, Joey Levin here with us. Excuse me. I think it's the second time I've done that with you. Uh, I have a childhood friend named Joey Levy, so I hope I don't make that mistake again. It's not out of nowhere. No, Joey I'm Levin gonna, here with I'm us. I'm not going to stop doing the show because of it. It's okay. Okay. Very good. So, uh, yeah. So, hey, if you, if you see you got another show, you got a bonus show that popped up here on your Zaslow show 2.0 feed. We did the show yesterday, of course, leading up to Survivor Series War Games. And now we got your extra reaction show here on Sunday evening. So War Games Survivor Series wraps up last night in what I thought was, I thought it was a good show. I didn't think it was a great show, but I'm left with a great taste in my mouth. Like as opposed to, you know, the Dolphins game today. Dolphins game was great the first half. I wasn't left with a great taste in my mouth, okay, the way the game ended. But Survivor Series War Games, all right, show was good, but I was left with a great taste in my mouth with the way it ended, Joey. Yeah, oh, and, and by the way, speaking of the Dolphins game, shout out Brownie Pub because I did have a great taste in my mouth, and it was a chicken Philly that was fantastic. So shout out that? Zaslow Show 2.0 sponsor, Brownie Pub. That's big, right. Big time. That's right. Um, but yes, uh, I agree. The show overall leading up to the main event was a little blah to me. Um, you know, look, there's only five matches. Oh, I love only five matches, though. Right. That That's good if you got five killer matches for a show. Um, the first match is obviously women's war games is it is what it is. Um, and then the other three match or the yeah, the other three matches were fine. But then, yes, the main event is just I mean, there's. You could probably, if you really wanted to break down everything about the main event, including the backstage segments and everything that went into the storytelling of the main event, we could probably do an hour show. So that's how good it was. So like we expected, you know, the whole show ends up being about does the bloodline trust Sami Zayn still? Because Friday night, you had had Jay, uh, he overheard Sami talking to KO. So you got the backstage segments at the start of the show, then in the middle of the show with Roman, he looked into his eyes. And then at the end of the show, I do. There's so many little things about the bloodline that I love so much. 
you know, for instance, early in the show, when 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 Roman and Jay are sitting down and, and Roman eventually tells, you know, the wise man to call Sammy, Paul Heyman is just sitting in back. He just sits in the back holding the belts and just smiling the whole time until yeah. he's needed by his tribal chief. And 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 to to the same extent, when they were in the cage waiting to come out during the match, Paul Heyman, he just stands behind the cage and just he stares at Roman Reigns the whole time. That's that's all he like little things like that. I love about the bloodline. Well, can I tell you, like when Heyman is on a segment, I watch Heyman like as good as everyone is. I have trouble not focusing on Heyman because everything he does is incredible. And if, and he adds so much to, to every storyline he's a part of his whole career, but particularly with this Roman reigns, uh, this character, this tribal chief character, the facial expressions, the reactions, uh, everything, the backstage segment, even when he was ta- just the faces he was making, when he was taught, when Roman was talking to Sami Zayn and talking to Jay, all just all, like remarkable, just so 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 good. And I mean, I think you look at the bloodline and and whatever you think of where they rank historically. I actually think after last night, I'm ready to say they're a top two or three faction in, in in the history of this of the it's pretty of, of the damn business. high, pretty um, damn high. And you definitely can't really take anybody out of it and have them still like everyone has that part. And we'll talk about the press conference, but the, the you know, Heyman had a really good uh, quote in the press conference afterwards that kind of alluded to this, but everyone has their part. Like there's not a part really at this point that you take one of them out and they're still as good as they currently are. They're, they're perfect right now, the way they are. And Heyman is such a huge part of that. Those backstage segments, Especially, and then when you talk about those small things, when Roman hugged Sammy, hit the face he was making while he was hugging Sammy, it was like, someone's out of the bloodline tonight. In my mind, I, I saw that face while he was hugging Sammy, and I was like, someone's out. I don't know if it's Sammy. I don't know if it's Jay, but he doesn't trust somebody based on the face that he was making when he was hugging him, and somebody's out, which led me to believe that the opposite of what actually hap- ends up happening it was going to happen, which is great. So let's start things off with with the main event, which was the big story, and it's the best story in pro wrestling right now. All right, um, and and by the way, I'm sure you noticed, and this happened several times throughout the night, and we both really enjoy this. Where WWE now, their announcers, and specifically Michael Cole, they they like referencing the past. You know, they did this early on in the night where when War Games first got going. And because the women's war games led up the night and Michael Cole references the history of war games with the first ever war games. He named all the competitors from the first ever war games, which took place like in the mid eighties and just the names he was throwing out there. You know, we're talking road warriors and Paul Ellering uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and dusty. There were, there were some really cool names he's throwing out there. And he also mentioned in that match too, how Dakota Kai has been in four War Games matches, including when she betrayed Tegan Knox, who's not even in WWE anymore, and they still have no problem referencing those types of stars now. I love that stuff. Well, they did that at the beginning of this match as well when Michael Cole referenced the Dangerous Alliance. Dangerous Alliance, yeah. Yeah. So Versus first Sting Squadron. Right. So I, I love how they're so yeah. open about that kind of stuff. They they talk about the the rivalries, past rivalries, the history between these stars. He did that with Rhea Ripley and Nikki Cross, even though both characters are completely different right now than mm-hmm. they were six months ago when they were doing stuff together. So mm-hmm. I just love how they add that type of stuff. It gives it a real, real sport type of feel to it when we're not treating the audience like they're idiots. Um, yeah. But But going into the match, I mean, the whole... Like the match became about, all right, we're going to like the whole point is let's get everybody in the ring together and let's see what happens with Sami Zayn. Like the actual match, like the match was good, 
But the actual match, there was no like, there was no. I, I think there was, there was no, there, was no there wasn't crazy like the tip spot, right? There was no, there wasn't the typical crazy war game spot that you saw yeah. in every NXT war games. Those and, were, and even in the women's match earlier in the night, you had a couple of big spots in the women's. Yeah, match. you had the Becky spot, but 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 in but in NXT, you had like. Champa doing his finisher onto a table off of the top, or you have McAfee doing a swanton off the top as a part. Like it, War Games in NXT was brutal, and they did some crazy stuff. You didn't really see it in this match, which is fine because the storytelling was incredible. totally fine because the match the match was all about the story. You, nobody's going to remember how great that match is. They're just going to remember the ending. And I'll tell you what, man. Like you're watching and you're waiting for, all right, when are we going to get the moment? The first moment came early on where, all right, so you got, I think it was 2-2 at that point, or maybe it was 2-1. No, no, it was 2-1. Jay it was, was I know what you're talking because about. Because the baby faces Jay, had the advantage. Well, and Jay's in the ring getting beat up and it's who's going to be the one to help Jay. Right. And Roman pulled back Jimmy yep. and pointed at Sammy. Like that, the, the, the subtle type of stuff like that, I really dig. Roman point. Roman's got a stool in Roman sitting. Roman can't be bothered. So to I actually have a list here, like starting from the entrance of like the like you mentioned. I'm glad you mentioned the little details because I have a, a list of the even and even before that. How awesome was it during the entrance? Solo's just staring at the cage, uh, at the brawling brutes cage, like the enforcer. It's like let them. He's like, I know my job. Mm-hmm. My job is to like intimidate these guys, and I'm gonna let Roman have the shine, and I'm just gonna like that kind of detail. Is amazing, and then the stool in the cage is yep. amazing. Yep. So he sends Sammy. So you get your first glimpse where it's all right. You know, hey, you, uh, we're gonna find out if you're about this bloodline right here. You better go in there, and you're gonna work this out, and you're gonna save Jay right now because he's getting his ass kicked there two on one. Uh, I thought Solo Sokoa throughout the match looked was made to look really strong. I yeah. loved the whole back and forth between him and Kevin Owens because. I, like, when he was like hulking up, like that was pretty cool. Yeah, when they were in between the two rings, be- rings, it, it, it almost like I felt like it was the Spider-Man meme where they were both pointing, like they're pointing at each other, uh, because they're they're like the same, you know. Yeah. And I I thought that was a super cool moment in the match. Yeah, and I, and then Kevin Owens is slamming him against the cage, and it's not affecting him. Like we haven't seen, I don't, we haven't seen this from Solo yet, so I don't know if this is something in his character that is going to be a thing now where he is impervious to pain because he's, he's, he, he's been the the street fighter, the badass. We know he's the enforcer, but also when he fights, he gets hurt. But for some reason in this match, Kevin Owens is beating the shit out of him. Kevin Owens is slamming him against the cage and he's doing the Hulk, the Hulk Hogan. Uh, No, no, you can't hurt me right now, which was, I don't know if this is, going to be part of what he's what his thing is but if it is i'm I'm cool with it i thought it was pretty cool so i mean the actual wrestling the actual fighting in the match like like i said it was good it was fine but it's all about the story it was all about leading up to the end what's going to happen what's sammy going to do and of course the big moment comes where kevin owens is about to win the match like owens is about he he gives the the pop-up powerbomb and the stun of the roman reigns and boom there you go. You get Sammy who stops the referee from counting three. And then, I mean, I let out an audible gasp when he then gave the low blow to Kevin Owens. Like, all right, yeah. it's on. And then he essentially serves up and re- a really great call by Michael Cole where he he serves him up for sacrifice to yeah. Jay and shows, here you go. I'm, I'm in. Look, look at what I did for you. And, and of course, they end up winning there. But I'm going to tell you something. The end to the match there, okay? Sammy's standing there. He wants the acceptance. And then Roman opens up his arms to hug him. And you had the hug followed by Jay running into his arms. And how fired up Sammy was. He does. He daps up with Jimmy. You know, they do their whole thing. I'm telling you, that whole sequence right there, like that whole moment right there, it is one of my favorite moments in years. I mean, yeah. it was so damn cool. I loved all of it so much. Yeah, my audible gasp was when Jay hugged Sammy. Was I was awesome. like, "Oh my god, it was this awesome. is crazy!" It was and awesome. and by the way, even leading up to that, just the storytelling they did within the match of what's gonna like, how is this gonna go? So when it was two two, and it was Sammy and Jay, 
you had the part, you had the moment where Jay was kind of caught between the cage and the ropes and he's about to get whatever was going to happen to him. And Sammy pulls him out of the way and Sammy gives him like a, you see, see, I saved you. Like he gives him like the, see, yeah. I saved you. And then when, when Jimmy's in there and they're all trying, they're trying to set up the table. Jimmy has to break. Now Jimmy has to break Jay and Sammy up from fighting on who's going to set up the tape. Who's going to set up the tape the whole time. You have no clue. And the Usos, the Usos have been so good with the facial expressions and all of it because, you know, when when Jay accidentally super kicked Sami Zayn, you know, Jimmy was kind of like, oh, shit. And Jay was totally, yeah, who cares? Right. Who, who cares? Yeah. Keep it moving. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, exactly. He did yeah. not care. Who cares? Keep it moving. You know, yep. It, yep. It, and, and so it made it so much more impactful leading up to the finish there. It, it is one of my favorite moments in years. Sammy's reaction to them accepting him. Jay finally accepting him. It That shit was awesome, man. I it w- loved it. It was it was unbelievable. It, and that's why I said just the way they told the whole story through the whole night, everything leading up. And it's, by the way, far from over. It's not even close to over. There are so many different ways this thing can still go. Well, like, so what do we have going from here? Because... I mean, clearly you had the moment with McIntyre and Sikoa. They got a lot of business still left to be settled, it feels like. Um, I, I still think Sheamus is very clearly the next in line for Roman Reigns. I don't know any reason. After this match last night, I don't know any other other reason to believe that he's not the next man up to challenge Roman, right? Yeah, well, so I was thinking about it. I rewatched the match again this morning, and I was thinking about how it ended. And I was thinking back to to Michael Cole calling Jay Uso main event Jay Uso, and there's a part of me that's thinking Jay Uso finally accepted Sami Zayn, but did he accept Sami Zayn because Sami is part of the bloodline and he trusts him, or did he did he hug him because he's happy that Sami gave him a pin and he's and he's the spotlight? I get the win. Sami helped me be the guy. Like, I think this could be leading to Jey Uso being out of the bloodline. I, I I think the wise man and the tribal chief, in the back of their minds, they're like, Jay, Jay, Jay does want the spotlight. Jay, Jay does want to be main event Jey Uso. Like, that's what I kind of took away from him. The only way he finally accepts Sami Zayn, like, if this was real life, right? It's not, but, it, but from a storyline perspective, if Sammy does all of that and sets up the pin for Roman, is Jay happy? Right. But he didn't. He set it up for Jay. Right. And Jay's happy because Jay gets the win. He's main event Jay Uso. So is he happy because he trusts Sammy now, or is he happy because he got the win in the main event? That is what I I started to think that way because to me the bloodline is there's we're still there's still a lot to be figured out with the bloodline. It can't just be like. Oh, everyone's all happy now and all like there's got to be more. They got to keep pushing it forward. I agree. Sheamus is probably the logical next step, but which will be awesome. Jay, Jay is still a dark horse here to me of, of being something or something happening here with Jay. It's an amazing the I mean, the bloodline are the top storyline in pro wrestling. And within that top storyline, after all these years going back to NXT. They obviously grew up their best friends. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is about to be the top rivalry in WWE after the yeah. last night. Yeah. Like, like, that's amazing. Bloodline's so number think... one, but Sami and KO are about to be the top rivalry in WWE. Well, that's what I'm saying. So based on what we saw, do you think it's possible that KO and Sami could be a mania? I, be I don't mania. know how you could wait till mania. It's four months from now. I don't know how you could do that. I mean, yeah. I my guess is is Royal Rumble, I mm. which is huge, okay. But although I, I I'd kind of like to believe that Kevin Owens can go into Royal Rumble and win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, but and, you can and, open you can open the show with K, KO and Sammy, and then Kevin Owens can come into the Rumble. But I, I think you're. But on, I think, the, but on a, a quick side note on the Rumble, as much as it seems like KO is like a natural fit, there's a lot of possibilities this year for like Cody Rhodes is going to come back at rumble. It seems like, and Cody Rhodes could be main. He could be Roman Reigns's mania opponent. I've totally we forgot about know. Cody Rhodes, to be honest with you. I mean, that'd yeah. be fun when he comes back, but I've totally forgot about Cody Rhodes. 
Yeah. I'm just saying like it could be it Hale would be fun and it makes sense from a story perspective, but that's the great thing still right now with WWE and with the bloodline is there's so many there's so many different ways this could go for what his uh eventual mania opponent is. I mean sure. if if they could even hold out until the end of January, I think you're looking at Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Royal Rumble. Uh yeah. Which is which yeah. is gonna be pretty great. It's going to be yeah. really cool. I mean, uh, you could do it. You could do it a million times. It's never going to be a bad match. Like you, you don't necessarily have to just do it. at. You could do it at the next pay-per-view. You could do it at Rumble. Uh, you know, th- that them two together is never going to be bad. And the story is never going to be bad because it's real. But we we both agree Sheamus is next up as far as Roman's next feud. It makes sense. They didn't set any up anything up to indicate that. Uh, so I, I don't know. Like. I, I don't know for sure. I mean, he's there. So there there's that. But they didn't really set up the only thing they set up in like at the end of that match was KO is still feuding with Sammy and the bloodline. Everything else is kind of up in the air. But Seamus makes sense because he's there and he has a faction and there's backup and all that. That shit was so cool though. I was so into the finish of that match. I was really into it, man. Uh yeah. really good stuff. That, also, like, by the way, just like the Brawl and Brutes and KO and McIntyre were awesome. Like we're, we're talking mostly about the bloodline because the bloodline is what the story is and they're great. But but like when Butch came out and he was the first one in the ring, I, I was Butch was great. I was watching it with my brother and I was like, Butch is awesome, dude. Yeah, Butch is, is awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. And I still don't understand how he does those moves where he snaps people's fingers and makes it seem like he's really snapping their. F- I still don't know how that works. He was awesome. And the, the name Butch is totally stuck for me. Like I'm good with the name. And hated it in the beginning. Love yeah. it now. Yeah, I remember. I'm like, I'm not calling him Butch, but I like the name, and 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 it was great that they featured him where he got five minutes alone at the start, yeah. where everybody who doesn't know him as Pete Dunn can see it, this dude is awesome, and you he's were able awesome. to see him. And the way he fits with Sheamus and Ridge is cool. Like he's like the the wild card, mm-hmm. uh, younger brother that they unleash on the people. It's cool. I mean, I, they they're all really good. I have no idea. I, well, I guess. So, like, I guess Drew and Solo, you said, is still. I think like a so. Thing, I, I feel like they still got a lot of unfinished business, you know. And then you also have Solo and KO now because they had their moment. So there's there's something there's potential there. Um, I could see Solo and KO having some matches leading up to Solo and Sammy. Like mm-hmm. KO wants Sammy, but Solo's you know, Solo's the the muscle. So Solo yeah. gets matches and gets gets a couple matches with KO. You got uh, you got anything else on the finale there on the on the main event? No, I mean, I just, I just want to continue to, and we'll talk more about uh, uh, Heyman later in, in a little bit when we talk about the press conference. But I just want to continue to just give the, all the praise to, like, like I, I, the more I think about the bloodline and Heyman, it's like Roman's been incredible. The Usos are incredible. Sami Zayn has been incredible since he was on the Indies. Solo's great, but it shouldn't be super surprising that a guy who's considered not only one of the best you know, managers of all time, mouthpieces of all time, but also arguably one of the most best creative people that the business has ever had when he was in charge of Raw or in SmackDown, like they were the best shows. This one faction has this guy. Mm -hmm. Like he's the guy. I think this is like the bloodline, when we look back and hear how it all came together, is like Heyman's like Mona Lisa of his career. Like this is, I think of all the things he's done, ECW, all the stuff with Brock, all the stuff with Punk. We're going to look back and be like, he was the guy behind maybe the best faction in the history of this business. And it's it's amazing how he, you could just see the, the little attention to detail things. It's him. It's got to be. Like, I'm sure they all have their say, but I'm sure they're saying things and Heyman's like, what if you do this instead of this? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, whoa. And those are the things that Heyman, I bet, comes up with like, solo staring at the cage or you know what tribal chief you shouldn't be standing you should have a seat yeah like little things like that i gotta think Heyman is heavily involved in and i and it's amazing uh the u.s championship match i wasn't Maybe sure. the biggest surprise of the night actually yeah right i wasn't sure going into it you know like all right uh i'm not really not really sure what to think of this but uh you know when we're gonna get to see austin theory with like this new persona you know, for really the first time. But I'm not 100% sure what to make of this match. And by like midway through the match, 
this match is freaking awesome. I mean, you got some big boys here. You got some big hitters here. And the finish to the match uh, was beautiful. Except that, I mean, Lashley, it was such a bad spear. But if, if you can kind of, you know, suspend some disbelief there. I mean, really, he, he just kind of yeah. touched him with his arm, you know. Yeah. If you can suspend a little bit of disbelief with the spear, what a tremendous finish. Because it, it looked it looked like Lashley is going to win the match, okay? But then you get Seth Rollins who comes in. And what was it? He, he, he gets a, uh, it was a superplex into what would have been a Falcon Arrow, mm-hmm. okay? And right before that, though, you had Theory who got off a couple of his big finishers, all right? And then Lashley comes in with, with what was a terrible spear, but it was a cool spot. And Theory falls right on top of Rollins for the three count. And it ends with Theory yelling, uh, what, what was he saying? I'm, uh, I'm undeniable or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I forgot. You know? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like I, that. I don't remember what he said, but it, something along those lines. Um. Yeah, Loved I mean, it. that was a, a phenomenal finish. To a yeah, it was really a good finish. Good it was. I was shocked. I actually coming into it, I just thought Rollins was going to win, and I yeah. thought this this Rollins this uh, theory chasing Rollins and chasing the U.S. title thing was going to go on for a little bit longer. So it does make me wonder what is next for Rollins because I I think based on theory beating him, maybe Rollins, maybe something bigger is coming for Rollins because he is a maybe. face now. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and they have this. There was some stuff in the dirt sheet about how on the internal roster he's listed as a face, right? So got the blonde hair now. Everybody loves him. And there was um, a moment too where he was like the, acknowledging the, got, the crowd in in Seth Rollins's universe. He's got a little bit of the dad bod going because um, remember he was CrossFit Jesus, right? Like that guy when he he used to be absolutely jacked at all times, and he's a little a little pudgy now <laughs> for for Rollins, right? We'd all kill to look like Rollins, but for Rollins. Um, so I don't know, maybe Rollins could be elevated to Let that. Let me ask you that, something that here. Big spot. Now, now seeing how everything played out a couple weeks later, you cared all the way theory lost the money in the bank briefcase. Cause I don't uh, No, And, and I don't know if you want me to, to, to go to, uh, read the quote now, but did you, did you hear what triple H said? In no, the, tell me what he said, because, I, because I just, yeah, like I'm interested to hear this because. Well, like, no, so, I, I was always for letting that scenario play out and it's played out a couple weeks and like, I'm totally good with everything. This was, this was, I thought maybe Triple H's best. It was kind of like a throwaway line and it didn't get a huge, it didn't get a pop in the room, but I popped when I heard him say this. Uh, he was like sort of giving people their props and then he's talking about the matches and the performers and he goes, yeah, and, and theory, Austin Theory, you know, unfortunately for him, his career was dead two weeks ago, and, and yep. now it's resurrected, so that's pretty good feat for him. He's going to walk on water next. But he he was the way he said it, he was basically, like, calling out, all like, the internet and the yeah. journalists who basically were, like, shitting on the decision. Yeah. Which, which A, it was a fun, the way he delivered it was funny, and B, he's right. Like, he's right. everyone immediately was just like, oh, he's dead, he's done, he was Vince's guy. Uh, they took it off of him because Vince isn't there anymore and this and, and they don't yeah, like now him. Now he's got the top belt on the show every Monday night. Right. So I just thought I thought it was a great quote by Triple H. And I love the fact, again, in Triple H's WWE, he has no problem referencing what's going on in the real world. And I just yeah, again, like I got it means nothing to me now the way he lost that title. Uh, the no. the briefcase means nothing. Like we're no. totally good. No, no, it actually is better. It's, it's way better. In, in fact, like he overcame it. And he looks like a badass. He's acting like yep. a badass. He had a character change. If he would have just won the U.S. title with the cash in, I don't, it probably wouldn't be this. It probably he's would saying be the briefcase held him back. And guess what? So far, he's right. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's really good. I I, I think this will be Theory Lashley, and I think Rollins might move on from this. Okay. But All it right. just I don't know. I mean, I, they could do do bigger things with Rollins. He's so over. He's the top face on you know on the show. So, you know, somebody has to. Seamus is good, and I and it would be great. But somebody legit has to get set up for like more people have to chase Roman. Well, Rollins think... is the top baby face on Raw, right? Is there anyone else? Yeah, but but Roman has both titles. So no, I understand. Anybody... No, I understand. But right, I'm just right. saying, like, who who else is up there then no. on Raw? AJ. And I can't. By the way, I can't get a read on Lashley. Oh, Brock. I, Brock. I... When he's there. Hmm. Brock's I can't. Also a top I, can't face right I can't get a read on Lashley. I don't. I don't know if he's baby. I mean, I, I it doesn't matter. 
but I, I can't get a read. My read is he needs MVP. We need Hurt Business back. Yeah, I called that a couple weeks ago. I yeah. would like the Hurt Business to get back together. Yeah, and, that, anyway. I mean, that, that's what we need. But yeah, no, I think something else is, something good could be coming here with, with Rollins. And remember, Rollins is the only person who's beaten Roman Reigns on this run. Yeah, he kind of owns DQ. him. He's always kind. He's always kind of owned him too. Right by DQ, he beat him by DQ, but he still beat him. He's the only one. Uh, Ronda and Shotzi was pretty terrible, huh? I have no, I have nothing to say. That's that's how I feel about that match. I have nothing to say. It was pretty bad. Yeah. It was pretty bad, and there was a pretty, uh, a pretty uh, uh, ugly spot that Shotzi tried, you know, to where she tried to, I guess, uh, Hurricane Rana. Ronda maybe outside the ring off the rope there and it, it totally failed and they both like it was that match was ugly. I, I'll be honest with you, Zaz, I, I don't even remember the match. Match is ugly. It, it was forgettable. All right. And, and and I think they're setting up Raquel uh, doing, Rodriguez, Rodriguez yeah. to, to, to be next. And I don't care about that either. Oh, I like that. I like that. I mean, it's fine, but it's it's I don't know. They're just uh, I, I thought I was going to be more invested because I do like Rousey and Shayna together. Ronda's got to be in there with somebody who's really good. You know, Mm -hmm. when she's in there with Becky and she's in there with Charlotte or she's in there with Natalia, you know, when she's in there with someone Mm -hmm. who's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The matches end up being really good. Uh, And this isn't a knock on Shotzi, but she hasn't been around for too long. So I don't know a ton of how great she is. And uh, yeah, otherwise Ronda's not gonna be that great if she's not in the ring with someone else who is, really experienced and really good yep yep uh give me some thoughts here on edge and fin uh, edge on aj and finn bauer and the reason i'm saying give me some thoughts was because i missed this match i know what happened i'm sure it was awesome give it was a great ma- there yeah it's a great it was a great match i don't remember any like particular spots that like blew me away but the whole match itself was good my my main thing from this was well first of all aj went just wins clean so it's over i guess because that's usually what that means, right? Club the the club moves on and Judgment Day moves on, I guess. Uh, Did so that Dominic was my, get that, involved here. Like anything happened on that front? There was some stuff outside, but not nothing crazy. Um, but again, my biggest takeaway from this match is what was omitted from the match, which is Mia Yim and Rhea. Like this Cause whole because they, they, they were coming off of their 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 match, right? right. But the, but the whole lead up to this match. The whole lead up to this match was that going to contain was that was that the club had no answer for Rhea. And so Judgment Day always had the advantage no matter what it was. We found the Rhea solution. We found Mia Yim. Now it's now not only is it not. But well, now not as. No, I think I think they just pivoted, to be honest. I, I think maybe they saw something and it was like, maybe they're better doing other things. I, I don't know. Uh, but. That was the, my biggest takeaway from this match was the fact that Mia Yim was brought back by the club to be the the solution to the Rhea problem, and they weren't even involved in the match. And I yeah. get it, it was because it was right after the women's war game, but then is that just done? Like, are they what, what, are they just not going to acknowledge I that? Can see that them was fighting, part I can see them fighting one on one tomorrow. I can see yeah, but how does? But how is? But but what? How is Mia Yim the answer to the Rhea problem? If Rhea's not even there to be a problem? Yeah, it didn't end up being a well. That, that's why I'm wondering if it's not over. But you're right. Usually a clean finish means it's going to be over. Yeah. So that uh, it was a good match, um, and I will be interested to see what happens next with both of these crews. Um, it does seem like, you know, with the Rhea and Dominic stuff. And them going to Ray's house. And it does seem like Rhea and Dominic kind of have their own thing going on. And then there's the whole, the judgment day as a whole. So um, they're kind of building storylines into storylines there, which is good, which is why the bloodline is so good. Cause there's a million different storylines. Um, but uh, for both groups, because I love the club, I think um, the good brothers are awesome and their first run sucked. So I hope to see them do like really cool stuff. And AJ's awesome. But that was my big takeaway. I think it's done because he won clean. And I think they just completely pivoted away from Rhea and Mia Yim because I, I think Rhea's going to get a – I think Rhea's going up against Becky or she's going for the title. I think I think well, they so, realized – I think they realized, like, Rhea is, is above Mia Yim. No, no offense to Mia Yim. Like yeah, Rhea's no, absolutely, a, man. Absolutely. You know? 
But so let's talk about that here then. So the night opened up with the women's war games match. Uh, I already told you, I, I loved Michael Cole referencing the origin of war games. I loved him referencing Dakota Kai's history in war games. Uh, I dug early on, man, you get the, you, you get the, the heels, the heels have the advantage, right? In the women's mm-hmm. match, the heels had the advantage, but eventually when Asuka makes her way to the ring and you get that Asuka EO sky moment where the two of them are just in the ring on their own, staring at each other, yelling shit in Japanese. Uh, those two are awesome together. I love Asuka when she's being serious, you know, yeah. instead of the dancing around and, 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 and the yelling nonsense, like when she's able to be serious out there, yeah. she's as good as anyone. And so is EO Sky. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask is EO Sky's gimmick that she's drunk because when she walks to the ring, she's just like stumbling and her eyes are closed. And I yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the gimmick is, but she just looks hammered. And I, I know I can't tell. Is that what she's is she supposed to be intimidating? Because she just looks like she's like failing a DUI test. I love her. Uh, when, when when Nikki Cross came to the ring, another great Michael Cole highlight. I got to mention when Nikki Cross came to the ring and Nikki was sitting on top of the cage. So, you know, she's waiting for everybody to kind of gather and she's going to you know do a crossbody on them. And so she does the crossbody. And then Michael Cole yells out. And that sicko is still laughing about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got to be honest. Nikki was my favorite part of the whole match. Everything from the, from the very start, even at the beginning when she comes out and she just gets on top of the cage. Yeah. That they're yeah. like supposed like the holding cell. Yeah. She And I don't know if you noticed this. This is like a little thing. But that was very planned out because if you notice, if you go back and watch, she Rhea put her leg between the bars so that Nikki could step on her leg to get boosted up. Oh, okay. Watch it. I noticed okay. that as it was happening. So they very, it was obviously not like a crazy, well, obviously most of it's planned, but like, it wasn't like, oh, crazy. Nikki's just going to do crazy things. Like her and Rhea had that ready to go. I liked um, the, uh, I liked the suplex spot where you had the four, one, two, three, four, uh, mm-hmm. the suplexes, the superplexes all coming off the ropes. Uh, yeah. I thought that was a cool spot. Yeah. And then another one was, I don't know if it was Graves or Cole who said it, but Nikki was like, Kind of just like hanging out on the top ropes, like looking around. Yeah. And one of them was just like, I'm still not sure that Nikki Cross really knows what the rules of this yeah. match are. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember. Yeah. It was it, like the 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 fact that they're just referen- constantly referencing her insanity is awesome. And um, I think the only thing based on how the match went that we know for sure is that they are setting up her and Alexa. Right. Because they did the handcuff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, they reference their pass a lot. So yep. I, I think it's pretty clear coming out of the match that that's what we have going forward there. In terms of the rest of it, I think they kind of left it pretty open ended of where things could go. I right? dug how they had Bianca start the match that had the champion start the match where it was kind of like because yep. we talked about it where it kind of feels like she's just there. And it was a good reminder to everybody. Yeah, she's the champion. You and know? she's been in war and she's been in war games before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I think she was the only member of her team that's been in war games. And that's they said that's why she wanted to start so she could be the leader because she's she has the experience in war games. And I, I also wrote in my notes, I love when there's a cage match and the first person that goes in the cage grabs the cage and checks it just you to make sure check. that you got to check and make sure it's sturdy. And Bian- yep. Bianca gets in the ring and grabs the cage and she's like shaking it like, oh, yeah, OK, this is if it's cage. not sturdy, she's not going in. Yeah, that's a good. This is a good cage. This is a good cage for war games. Rhea Ripley was made to look like a monster, which is exactly what they should be doing. Like it reminded me of Shayna Baszler in Elimination Chamber when she debuted in that match. Uh, they made Rhea look like an absolute monster there, who was only slowed down when Asuka gave her the green mist, which I thought was a really cool spot and a really creative way to kind of get Rhea off to the side for a little bit and really set up what was the main attraction. Which excellent callback to SummerSlam. And you, you got you finally got to see it now. You had Becky and Bianca facing off with the three girls from Damage Control, which of course would eventually lead to the finish of the match. I thought I thought it was a cool right. finish, which uh, was and- a brutal, which was a brutal move. Like yeah, it, it, and they the uh, Triple H talked about it. Uh, Becky talked about it a little bit in the press conference. So did Triple H, scared, like, right? Like well, also just like you just came back from injury and you're doing a yep. double leg drop onto a table onto two women off of the top of the cage. Like that could go 
very wrong. And who knows? Maybe she, she could be hurt. Like, we don't really know. I don't think she is. But, like, that was a rough – like, a, the leg drop in general is a tough move. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just – even the Hulk Hogan leg drop, like, years of just landing on your ass is, like, a tough move. And then doing it off the top of a cage onto a table on the two humans is a rough – like, uh, when I saw her do that on her first uh, match back, I was like, eh, it's balls. It's a good spot, but it's balls. All right, so where do we go from here then? Because if we're talking about Bianca's next challenger, uh, the way we did Roman after the War Games match, I'm look I, like I think we're going to get some more Becky and Bailey. Uh, I thought they looked great together, going at it one on one. You could see the history there, and I I think they may be pulling the trigger here on Rhea and Bianca. Like I think that could be the direction we're going there with those four uh with I, I guess the four biggest female wrestlers on raw right yeah i i think uh they didn't set anything up so like clearly set anything up not there, raw there by no- the way i mean to it uh, although I, I feel like does damage control float or are they only on mondays i guess right now they're only on mondays i they have well they well they do float because they're the women's tag champs right and becky returned on friday but that may just be because hey she was joining that team the night before so i guess we don't really know what show becky's gonna be on so she could be on tomorrow night anyway yeah i mean it would be cool if she went after rousey because that would help rousey out to have somebody like that um but yes i think that's what makes sense she said in the press conference her dream right now, her two dream WrestleMania opponents sitting next to Becky Lynch, by the way, mm-hmm. sitting next to her said her two dream WrestleMania opponents are Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. And who was sitting up there? It was Bianca and Becky. And, and Bianca said her two r- dream WrestleMania opponents right now are Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. Okay. Yeah. But I... She did reference the four horsewomen. She said, I want to take out all of the four horsewomen at one point. Okay. Becky was Becky kind of was like, oh, OK, like okay. kind of like like made a face. Um, That was the only thing I came out of their press conference, by the way. Nothing much out of that. Um, But. Yeah, so I, I think Rhea makes sense. Uh, I did think they were setting up maybe some Rhea Becky Lynch stuff, but maybe that's just for down the line. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Listen, I, I think whenever Rhea gets that title opportunity, like I think she's winning it. You know, Judgment Day. Judgment Day is red hot, even with Finn Bauer losing. Uh, Rhea's huge. The Dominic stuff is awesome. If she's going to wind up challenging Bianca, and we've had little Easter eggs recently, uh, she's going to beat her. She's going to be one to beat her. Well, and even in this, and it's also just like even in this match, Bianca was like the fourth like storyline in this match like mm-hmm. you had you had damage control that's their team then you got Rhea and Becky like again Bianca just is kind of an afterthought in this match by the way how about we do know now Mia Yim her name is Mia Yim but they're calling her Michin Mia Yim that's what it is okay that's her name fair enough that's uh, yeah okay I mean, I guess using for a couple or or they're just like transitioning Mia Yim uh, out. So like, you know, like in two weeks, it'll be, you know, me, Chin, Mia, just me, Chin, Mia. First, they'll get first. They'll drop the Yim and it'll just be me, Chin, Mia. And then eventually it'll just be me, Chin. Maybe that seems like maybe like a Vince McMahon era way to do things. I don't know. So I did see, by the way, I watched a bit of Sami Zayn and Paul Heyman, the press conference afterward. I love how they do press conferences. I like the real sport kind of feel to it. And uh, Paul Heyman, just super complimentary of Sami Zayn and what yeah, he is. I have the I have the quote. Do you want me to read like yeah. that one? So the yeah. the it was uh, Justin Barrasso, I think, was from from Sports Illustrated, asked Sami if a well, first he asked Sami if Sami thought he was the most important person in the bloodline now. And Sammy had a great answer to that. And Heyman actually later on had an awesome explanation about that too. But he also, he said to Heyman, like, what are your thoughts on Sammy's development? He almost said character. And then he stopped himself because he didn't want to like, did be disrespectful because it's supposed to be like a kayfabe, like uh, yeah, press, press conference. conference. Sure. So he said his character, uh, his, um, you know, 
his part in the team. And he got, he said, Sammy brings a dynamic that none of us were prepared for and were prepared for everything. What Sammy also brings is a connection with the audience that none of us can have because we've been busy being the top act in the industry for over two years. And Sammy, to me, from my perspective and from the Tribal Chief's perspective, represents a member of the audience who gets his one chance to step in the ring, live out his dream, and does it so well every week that we say, do you mind coming back next Friday? We'd love to have you as part of the act. And that's who Sammy has become. He was a guy who was going to get a guest spot on a TV series, and he ends up being part of the cast because he's so damn passionate and so good at what he does. Yeah. Yeah, that's Sammy looked a little emotional. When like he was like th- he like he thanked him. He yes, his response like, was that was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like that was nice, Paul. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it's it pretty amazing. It was- it's it's amazing that in a match that had those participants, that we leave the match saying, "Oh, Sammy Zayn, unbelievable." That's yeah. a pretty incredible place that we're coming from with him because yeah. he sure as hell was not doing a whole lot. You know, what are we talking a year and a half ago? He's got a camera crew walking around with him claiming conspiracy theories, right? Yeah, well, he's the great liberator. Yeah, he was, he was he not was, that interesting. I mean, it was a great it, the gimmick was good. They just it was kind of like buried on the card. They weren't yeah. pushing it. But his outfit was cool. The green jacket and the green hat. I mean, he he had some things going. They just they weren't really behind it was a comedy him. act, essentially. Right. Which, which, by the way, is part of what I loved so much about last night, because, yes, like. They've been using Sammy as, you know, as, as comedy as well. But that was a really serious, cool moment that ended the show last night. Again, I mean, as as excited as I was with the end of a, a WWE show in a really long time last night. Yeah. And I mean, even cool. and and additionally, like from the press conference, you know, they asked Sammy. Um, I just have some like notes from the press because I, I agree. Like, I love that they're doing the press conference now. Yeah. And, you know. People who are hardcore AEW fans will say, "Well, well, AEW's been doing the press conference too." Yeah, well, so whatever. I would, and then I would say the press, the AEW press conference almost ruined their company. So let's just, you know, the, what the, the way WWE is doing it is is right now it's a little bit better. It's a little more organized. It's produced. You know, they got the. It's not just like Tony Khan sitting up there like gushing over wrestlers and letting them say whatever they want. You got, um, you got Byron Saxton. He's taking the questions from the media and he's introducing people. So usually it's Cole, but it's just the way they're doing it feels very professional and very and much more uh, UFC style, which I'm sure I know Triple H is an MMA fan. He's been on Hawaii before and talked about how he's always watched UFC. So I'm sure there's even little things from his presser that makes me think, yeah, he's just taking stuff from like what Dana White does. They asked Sammy like how he felt about maining of main eventing. You know, he in this spot because he's always considered himself a main eventer. And he said he actually said that the first ever event he ever went to that he ever saw or that he ever watched was Survivor Series 97. And he was like, so wow. to be main eventing Survivor Series with the hottest act in the world feels pretty damn good, which yeah. is pretty cool. Which is a pretty cool, cool, cool thing for him to, to talk about. Um, and then one of the reporters asked about the parallels between 2016 when he beat Kevin Owens at battleground and then beating Kevin Owens tonight. And he said, he was just like all kidding aside. Like he got serious. He's like, tonight was very emotional and just talks about, he talked a lot about how you can't really discuss their careers without each other. Like just a lot of what, what, what goes on out there. He said, uh, isn't, it's not just them being really good actors. It's there's real stuff there because they're real life best friends and they real life have been like grew up in the industry together, which was another cool comment. Um, and then Heyman just sort of interjected at the end and answered the question about being most important. And he had this great comment about how it depends on the situation. He says, if the tribal chief needs counsel about a championship match, then the wise man is the second most important member of the bloodline. If the tribal chief needs the Usos to dominate a tag division, because we can't just dominate one division, we have to dominate the whole business. Then the Usos are the second most important. If the tribal chief needs backup, well, I certainly can't be backup. Solo Sokoa is the second. He just went on this whole, it was classic payment. And it makes you, it also gives you insight into the way his mind works and why he's clearly like pulling a lot of the strings in these stories because he's just a genius. He's so good. So the next big one is obviously uh, Royal Rumble at the end of January. I know they, I think they scrapped day one. I don't think they're doing day one, January on no. New Year's Day anymore. So what's the show in December? Do we know? 
No, 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 no. I mean, it's not a bit. Look, it's it's a pit stop in deadline Royal Rumble NXT deadline, and the I in deadline is a one. So right. maybe there's that. Whatever it is, um, it's just a pit stop to get to Royal Rumble. I mean, that's that. Like we're here, we're we're pretty close now to the best time of the year for pro yeah. wrestling. You know. By the way, just a couple notes from Triple H's presser. Yeah. Um. So he talked about the importance of the first match. And so the, the cool thing, what he's doing too, is there's no kayfabe that, with him anymore. Like he's just talking about the business and it's awesome. Like he's, he also, by the way, I don't know if you saw, which is another very cool, very like pull back the curtain. You guys aren't dumb. So I'm not going to treat you dumb. Triple H tweeted out a video before war games of Regal saying war games like he used to in NXT, mm-hmm. which is Interesting because Regal's not in the company. He's with the competitor mm-hmm. now. Yeah. That would never have happened before. Well, he ran uh, away though. Maybe he ran away back to the Maybe back he to ran Bob back. H. I would love to see him run an NXT. NXT was great when he was running NXT. Um, but he just basically went into how the first match and the last match are the are it, they're equally important in the night. And the way he books, the way he likes to try to book events is that those two matches have to be the two best matches of the night. Okay. Which I think everybody co- kind of always assume, but it's cool hearing that like the inner workings. Yeah. They asked him about um, whether War Games will be a permanent fixture of Survivor Series, and he was sort of non-committal about it. He said, "Tonight makes me feel very positive about it, but we'll see where tonight takes us." Um, and they also asked him about like the traditional Survivor Series match. Are we done with it? And he basically said, "Some things just need a break." He said, "We'll never say never on anything, but some things just need a break, and we'll see where we go." Uh, and then the last thing that I thought was really interesting was someone asked him in the in the mold of like where do matches fit the rumors that Hell in a Cell is not going to be a show anymore, right? And uh, he made a really good point about Hell in a Cell and, and just matches in general, right? So he he was like, Money in the Bank, you can't challenge like he said Hell in a Cell is a blow off, right? Hell in a Cell is like you've gotten to the end of the feud, now we need Hell in a Cell. Yep, but he's like. You can't get to the end of the feud and be like, I challenge you to money in the bank or I can't get I can't challenge you to elimination chamber. But maybe Hell in a Cell makes more sense as like a traveling match because you can put it anywhere as the blow off to a big feud. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. Yeah. If you got Hell in a Cell coming up, you got a feud that's just beginning. It's like, oh, okay, it's May. So I guess we have to be in a cell. That doesn't make yep. a whole lot of sense. I, I I like that he's changing that up. It makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was cool. I thought it was cool that he starts off because this is also again this is a Dana White thing, and in 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 certain MMA uh, media tend to shit on Dana White because he it sounds a lot of times they it feels like he's lying about this stuff. Right. But he uh, said highest gate, highest grossing gate of all time, highest grossing. Uh, uh survivor series of all time like he was giving these numbers like that's what dana does at the uh-huh. beginning of every post-fight presser he goes high skate 13th straight sellout he does all these numbers which we don't know because we don't know until the numbers are released right but i like that triple h just starting it with that like anyone watching wrestle uh survivor series gives a shit but it's it's just adds to the the element of him i like the real sport him. feel to it i do i dig it man yeah. uh yeah it was a fun show last night Really fun show. I mean, I got around to it this morning, obviously, because I was at the Canes game last night. Yeah. But I enjoyed it, man. I enjoy the length. I like just five matches. Let's get in. Let's get out. Every match feels important. Not every match was great, but nonetheless, first match I thought was awesome. The finale ended with a great taste in my mouth. Uh, I'm excited for what's next, man. So we got to uh, we, we got to tell folks though they they gotta they gotta like they gotta hit the like button here, right? They gotta subscribe. They gotta rate that kind of deal. That's good for us. We get the money. Yep. Subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again. Who yeah. knows? Maybe that. I mean, let's we'll just, just keep all the numbers, all the anything that can uh, impact the algorithm. the algorithm. That's let's right. Just, let's just keep doing it. Let's, That's right. Let's keep doing it. All right. So we'll do it again then next Saturday, uh, recapping the entire week of uh, pro wrestling. Excellent yeah. job, Joey. One, uh, next Saturday, we'll be, we will only be one week away from Ring of Honor Final Battle. And I know you're excited for that. So. <laughs> all right, man. We'll talk to you then. All right. See you, everybody. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba? That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. 
Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. 